You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. Good morning, Broncos country, and happy Friday from all of us over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite-sized Broncos podcast, giving it to you the best coverage of all things Orange and Blue related. We had a great, great episode yesterday with Brian Peacock, crossover series, Locked On 49ers, talking about Rich Scangarello as the new offensive coordinator for the Broncos, shed a little bit of insight on what type of coach he was. We got a little bit of a history lesson, too, from Brian, you know, with Vic Fangio's ties to San Francisco, a lot of great praise there, and so Broncos fans should be excited. Excited. I mean, ideally, that's the that's the main takeaway. Broncos fans, on paper, you know, these coaching staff hires that the Broncos have made so far early this offseason, you know, when we look at uh, January 8th, not January 18th, December 18th, and now January 18th, a month ago, you know, if you would have told me the Broncos organization would look the way it is right now on paper and just so structurally organized in terms of what they have at coaching uh, positions, in terms of the head coach, coordinators, so on and so forth, I'd tell you, man, you're crazy. But, you know, I tell you what, I think a lot of us are surprised here in Broncos country. And I, I tell you what, there's a good excitement in the air right now. Now, let's not take away from the fact that, you know, the Broncos coming off a really rough season. They have to turn it around. They have to show significant progress and improvement in 2019 when the season kicks off. And we're going to have you covered every single day on the daily Lockdown Broncos podcast. Because guess what? Lockdown Broncos, that means that there is no offseason. True fans, they don't take an offseason. We're having you covered with everything from free agency the NFL draft, so on and so forth, OTAs, minicamp, training camp. We are there covering all things Denver Broncos related. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst covering the National Football League and the Denver Broncos. I'm also a columnist over there at PredominantlyOrange.com. And, you know, be sure to go over there, PredominantlyOrange.com, or download the app, Predominantly Orange, in your Google Play or your Apple Store, and download it. You'll get automatic updates and kind of notifications anytime there's an article or a new piece of content posted. Really great slideshows coming up. Something is very interactive with fans and, you know, great staff of writers over there at PredominantlyOrange.com. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I'll follow all of you back as well. I want to thank the newest listeners of the Locked On Broncos podcast. We had a huge day yesterday, 1,900 downloads in one day. That's huge. And let's keep climbing. I mean, let's get that to 2,000 downloads per day. And, you know, it couldn't happen without the support of the listeners of the show. So share the show, retweet it. Leave us a review on iTunes. We're almost at 100. I think we're a couple away. Thank you for the feedback that we've gotten so far. I want to welcome in every new listener of the show. Hope we can keep you here. Giving you some Broncos coverage. Everything objective from a, a different standpoint. You know, I've got a long history of playing the game of football. Long history of coaching the game of football. And I've been doing this covering the NFL and the Broncos for over about 10 years now. Very, very excited about that. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of cool things that we can get going on here. Some great discussion. But on today's episode of the show, we are going to be talking about AFC. NFC Championship Week, and we're going to talk about some of the key matchups there. We're also going to give our score predictions for these two matchups, who's going to the Super Bowl, um, and we're going to kind of play a little bit of back and forth there from a Broncos lens perspective. But segment number one, we're going to dive into your Broncos daily rundown, some news, notes, and analysis. Segments two, we're going to talk about the championship weekend here, and then we're going to look ahead to maybe Super Bowl 53. Who's our pick? Who's going? You know, who's going there? And, and maybe debating this whole Bron- you know, this Broncos 
Eagles fandom being called into question. You know, I see a lot of fans doing that about the Chiefs and the Patriots game. We've got the simple solution for you there. So let's get right into it. You know, I think with the Broncos today, um, I, I, we got to go back. Now, things are starting to shape up a little bit. You know, the Broncos, Ed Donatel is the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. He is going to be the guy. He's got the title, but Vic Fangio will be calling the Broncos plays through Ed Donatel. So, I mean, there's some familiarity there. We talked about familiarity being a huge thing there. Also, former Denver Broncos guard Chris Cooper. He's going to be interviewing with the Denver Broncos for a possible coaching role as an assistant O-line coach. And and he spent some time down there with Adam Gase in Miami. I think a cool thing about this is, guess what? Chris Cooper, I don't know if you guys remember, but he was a tough guy when he played the offensive line for the Broncos at guard. He's a tough guy. I mean, like I said, he, he fractured his ankle and he was tough. He sat there and he didn't really wince or anything. He sat there while it was dislocated. It was very a, a very difficult sight to see, but for him getting into the National Football League and, and getting into coaching, he'd be a great guy. Former Denver Bronco, you know, maybe learning a little bit more under Mike Munchak. That could be a huge thing for Chris Cooper. And that, that's something that would certainly be exciting for me if that comes to fruition because I, I go back and I watch Chris Cooper play. And I tell you what, he was a good guard and he could be a benefit. You know, his experience, his knowledge of playing the game, that obviously is, you know, a testament to what he can teach some of these other guys on the offensive line and, and also work with Mike Munchak, who's a Hall of Famer. You know, that experience right there speaks for itself. So very excited about that. I think that could be awesome. Um, also, the Broncos hiring Ronaldo Hill to coach defensive backs as well. More than likely, um, he's probably going to have a hand on cornerbacks or safeties. The, the interesting thing on this is Ed Donatel still will be coaching the secondary for the Broncos. So both Donatel and Ronaldo Hill will be splitting time in individual periods with the Broncos defense, with their defensive backs, working on drills. And I'm very excited to see what they can bring to the table. You know, Ronaldo Hill, a former Denver Bronco down there in the Josh McDaniels era. So, you know, he's gotten into coaching. A lot of former NFL players get into coaching. We talked about it yesterday with uh, Brian Peacock, former Broncos safety, good friend of mine, Nick Ferguson, you know, after his playing career, got on the radio, got into covering it, and then all of a sudden got into coaching, had an internship coaching with the Broncos in 2015 and then now he's with the 49ers still continuing coaching internships getting his feet wet getting into the NFL very very excited about that I think there's a lot of cool things in store there but yeah um I think there's a very interesting point to make too and also I I think at the same time when we look at this coaching staff we take a look all across the board. There's experience. I mean, there's years and years and years of experience. We talked about Rich Scangarello and, and really his first true year as an NFL offensive coordinator for the Broncos. Well, he's got over 10 plus years in collegiate coaching experience. And, you know, he's built his way up through positions, through being a coordinator there. It's there. If he's got any understanding of college concepts, it would be Rich Scangarello because he spent time at the college level. Now, can he incorporate some of those concepts into the professional level? Why not? We're seeing it more and more in the NFL every single year with different offenses evolving. The Philadelphia Eagles, we see it now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Everything is fast. It's tempo. It's quick throwing, and it's two spots. And it's something that really, if you play zone coverage, it you know it, it's hard to stop because it's all being placed. You know you ha- you're reading pre snap where the outside linebackers lined up, where the safeties lined up. You know are they covering those certain zones? Those are the things you have to kind of take into consideration. And so Case Keenum under Rich Scangarello is going to have a huge responsibility and improving in those areas where he did okay in, but he didn't necessarily strive very well in in that department in terms of going through his reads and progressions. We saw flashes. We saw bits and pieces of what he could do, but I'd anticipate if it's going a more college-style offense, we're going to see some RPO-type stuff with Philip Lindsay and and Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Emmanuel Sanders, and and, you know who else the Broncos decide to bring in via 
free agency um, or trade. I mean, there's some good options out there, a wide receiver, some veteran guys that could, you know, provide a little bit of a spark and, and more so to these Broncos offense when, you know, if a guy like Emmanuel Sanders isn't ready for week one, you know, you got to have some guy that is absolutely ready. The young guys are going to get a ton of reps in training camp and practice and we'll be there covering it as well. So uh, before we get to segment number two, talking about our NFC championship, AFC championship picks, I got to remind you guys to follow on Twitter at Locked On NFL Net. The big games are this weekend. I'm going to be live tweeting it. Every single host in the Locked On Podcast Network will be tweeting about it. So guess what? You get every single host from the Locked On NFL Network covering their respective teams, the local experts, getting it all onto one single feed at Locked On NFL Net. This is huge during live in-game tweeting. Great interaction. Join the conversation at Locked On NFL Net. All right, we got championship weekend this week in the AFC and the NFC championship matchups. Winners go on to Super Bowl 53, and we're going to start off here with the NFC championship game because this matchup, just like the AFC championship, is exciting on paper. There is a backstory to everything. These two teams met earlier in the season. The The Saints came out on top 45 to 35 in a shootout game. Drew Brees went crazy. And, and really in this game, from what we saw since, both these teams have been a little different since. I think they've been a little bit more vulnerable defensively and offensively since that. Now, obviously, I think we go back to what's changed with the Rams. I think the rushing attack, Todd Gurley was the one-man you know show for the Los Angeles Rams outside of you know Robert Woods and and Brandon Cooks and and Jared Goff and you go through this now they added CJ Anderson and they've been a completely different team their offense I feel is more deadly now and not necessarily deadly in terms of they may score 50 points I think that they just have so many different things it's pick your poison that I think it definitely is going to be a challenge for the Saints now you know this game is in New Orleans so there is an advantage for Drew Brees and company you know I also think a key matchup that we have to keep our eyes on here is Michael Thomas against Marcus Peters. You know, Michael Thomas, the last time these two teams played, I mean, Michael Thomas showed up Marcus Peters big time. And, you know, he had that big, I, I believe it was the Joe Horn. I think he pulled the cell phone out and celebrated. You know, that was a nice little uh, fine there that he received, but, you know, sending a, a clear message. I mean, there's some bad blood between these two teams, Marcus Peters and, you know, Sean Payton jawing at it. I mean, this week they're talking about gumbo. They're talking about having soup. And, and then, you know, Marcus Peters being asked in the media, and he says, I think we ain't done yet. You know, given, given some of that, look, there's unfinished business between these two teams. It is evident. This is a huge game. Now, can the Rams go on the road into a hostile environment and win? Because the last time they traveled to New Orleans, things didn't go as planned. And I think having a keep to lead back in that defense has been huge for them. That's going to be a big, big point for the defense. I think their defense has been better with a keep to lead. I think we've seen that. I think with Marcus Peters there, it's so vulnerable. He tends to do this thing where he does his own thing. And, you know, they played cover three last week against the Cowboys. And, you know, left he left, it, I believe it was Michael Gallup, wide open down the field. And it was almost a touchdown. It got down to the three or four yard line. The Cowboys would go in to score anyways. And, and really that is on Marcus Peters being undisciplined in his position, especially playing his own defense. But I, I think the... The matchup in this one is going to be a physical one. You know, I think we have to take a look here. Drew Brees, you really have to try to avoid, you know, turning the ball over. You have to get the ball out of your hands very quickly with Aaron Donald coming at you. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. 
because I, I, t- I tell you what, Aaron Donald is on a rampant streak right here in terms of getting the quarterback, finishing the regular season, 20 and a half sacks. This is a big, big matchup. If Drew Brees can limit turning the ball over, you know, that's one of the things that can haunt the, the Saints in this type of game. Against a team like the LA Rams, you can't afford to turn the ball over because guess what? Todd Gurley's healthy. His knee's good. He's running wild. They're going to use him on different situations to wear your defense down and then bam, they're going to throw in CJ Anderson on a third and one and he's just going to pound straight up the middle and in the A and the B gap in order to get the first down. It was a great game plan we saw from the offense on Sean McVay last week against the Cowboys for them in this matchup though against the Saints, they're going to have to do a little bit more of that. I mean, they've been averaging almost 100 yards rushing. C.J. Anderson, since becoming a Ram, has averaged over 100 yards rushing per game. And last week, both of them went over 100 yards. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Now, here's my thing. It's going to be tough to predict. I think the Rams have their sights set on revenge. I think this is almost essentially a revenge tour for them. They got eliminated early in the playoffs last year. They lost to the Saints earlier this year. There's some bad blood going on there. I'm going to pick the Rams in this one. I'm going to pick them, I would say, 31 to 30. I say there's going to be a last kind of minute field goal by the Rams where they're down, you know, 28 to 30. It puts them up 31 to 30. I've got the Rams on this one, 31, 30 advancing to Super Bowl 53. Now let's take a look at the AFC championship game, which guess what? I love this matchup because I get to watch two of the teams that I think we all dislike beat up on each other. Now, here's the pros and cons thing. I think we got to discuss this. You know, if you go on Reddit, if you go on Twitter, you've got a lot of people in Broncos country getting mad at other people for, you know, who to root for. Here's my opinion. I'm not rooting for either the Patriots or the Chiefs. I want the game. I wish it could end in a tie, but in the playoffs, it's just not possible. Here's my thing. If you're going to root for anybody, root for the NFC in Super Bowl 53 to dethrone either Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. That's the thing. These two teams are going to meet. It's the young gun with the big arm in Patrick Mahomes against old, reliable Tom Brady, a guy who, despite the Patriots not being a talked-about team really that much at all this season— they lost a lot of guys. I mean, Rob Gronkowski's back. This could be Rob Gronkowski's last year. They have Julian Edelman back. But, you know, the question is, people are saying, well, you know, is this the Patriots? Is their dynasty, is their era over? Is it going to be the Patrick Mahomes era? Tom Brady's the one guy, in my opinion, that can counteract Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's the deal. It's going to be on the road to Kansas City. It's going to be cold. It, you know, there's a forecast for snow and freezing. So, really, in this one, can that Chiefs defense play as strong and as dominant as they did last week against the Colts. I think they play better at home than they do on the road. Now, what about the Patriots? Can their offense come in and play better on the road? This is going to be a huge test. Last time these two teams played, it was in New England, was in Foxborough, and it was a shootout. I believe it was 42-40. to 40. The Patriots came out on top. Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards receiving. He also had a beer thrown on him uh, from the, the crowd at Gillette Stadium. Now, it's going to be loud at Arrowhead Stadium. It's a big matchup. Eric Berry, more than likely, it's, he's going to play in this game. Now, what? Now the capacities are going to be rust. Is that, is that something Tom Brady's going to go at? I think there's a lot of different things you have to kind of factor into this matchup. And, and really, here's my thing. When I look at the Chiefs versus the Patriots, we saw just how easy it was last week, and we've seen it throughout the regular season, how easy it is for the Chiefs just to score. So the Patriots' defense, they're going to have their hands full. What can they do to slow down Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, 
Damian Williams, what can they do to slow it down? Even, you know, Travis Kelsey. Now, the Chiefs don't necessarily do something that is just too flashy. I mean, if you go back and you watch film on the Chiefs and their offense, they run, I mean, they love it when teams play zone defense against them. I mean, you see Travis Kelsey fighting the soft spot in the zone and sitting there, sitting there. Patrick Mahomes will roll out and just find him sitting there and he'll move. I mean, it just catches and extends plays. They're doing a lot of things to to kind of open it up offensively and they love going against zone defenses. So, are you know is Tom Brady are the Patriots are they willing to play man coverage are they willing to get in the face of Tyreek Hill and take the risk of trying to jam him off the line of scrimmage now here's the thing you go to jam a guy like Tyreek Hill and he gets by you bam I mean you're you're giving up a big touchdown you're giving up a big play if you play too far off of Tyreek Hill you know what they're going to run they're going to run those 15 yard comebacks to the outside to the sticks and they're going to get up maybe 12 12 yards per play on that same play if your DBs are playing off so really it's kind of a pick your poison and and so I think the the Patriots and Brian Flores defensive coordinator for them have to find a very honest way to keep them I, I'd say competitive now here's the thing I think the Patriots offense I think they can score I think they can keep up with Patrick Mahomes with the weapons and the talent that they have Sony Michelle had a big week last week I think they can keep up with them now the question is can they get key stops when it matters here's the biggest thing the Chiefs thrive on third down. It, it, it's almost seamlessly that they pick it up. Now, here's the crazy counterpoint there. The New England Patriots, they always convert on third down. It could be third and eight, third and five, and Tom Brady makes it look easy. It's the same way with Patrick Mahomes. I think we're going to see another high-scoring game. I think we're going to see a game where both teams go up into the 20s. I'm going to go through and predict this one to be something along the lines of I'm going to think the New England Patriots are going to hold it out. I, I really do, and I hate saying that. I mean, I hate saying that, but if I'm going to be an objective analyst here, I think the Patriots have what it takes in them to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are riding high on some momentum beating the Colts. I do think, though, that Tom Brady is focused. I mean, they, they're taking it you know, very personal, the, the lack of respect in the media, which I, I want to ask the question, how does it feel for once to be disrespected in the media? I mean, the Broncos know all about that. I mean, 2015, everyone was talking about, oh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers are going to roll all over this Broncos defense. Didn't happen. You go through the AFC Championship. Brady's going to destroy the Denver Broncos defense. That didn't happen. Super Bowl 50, going into it. Denver doesn't have a shot. Denver's going to lose the Super Bowl to the Panthers worse than they lost to the Seahawks in Super Bowl 48. That didn't happen. So, you know, I, I, I think that it's a little ironic that Patriots players, Julian Edelman, those guys are saying, oh, we're not being respected in the media. They're, you know, we're being talked about um, in a negative way. You know, nobody's giving us a chance. How does it feel for us? That's how I'm going to say. But really, at the end of the day, I think the Patriots are going to squeak it out. Um, and I think it's going to be 33-30. to 30. Patriots on top in this one. They win. They hold on late. I think Patrick Mahomes and, and the offense gets the ball back in the final minute. Patriots defense forces a turnover late. And the rest goes on. And the Patriots and the Rams will meet in Super Bowl 53. So obviously some keynotes here with these matchups. We're all going to be covering it. I'm going to be live tweeting it over at Cody Rourke NFL. It's going to be a huge thing. I hope everybody tunes in. Uh, I might do even do a live periscope. I have to get my wisdom teeth pulled out here in a couple of hours, actually. So that's kind of up in the air to be determined whether or not I want to do a periscope during the AFC and NFC championship games. But I will be live tweeting it at Cody Rourke NFL. 
Uh, very close to 10,000 followers. We're getting closer and closer. I believe we dwindled the number down from 278. I think we're about eh, 200 to 190 something. So be sure to give me a follow at Cody Work NFL. I will follow you back. All you got to do is say something. If I'm not following you back right now, just say, hey, Cody, follow me back. I got you. I don't, I don't plan to ignore anybody. It don't matter if you have two followers. If you're following me, you want to engage in discussion, I will be happy to follow you guys. So that's kind of how it is there. We're at 97 reviews on iTunes. Please go to iTunes if you guys get the chance to do so and leave a review. Tell us why you love the show. Leave your Twitter handle in the review and you'll be automatically entered into every contest giveaway that we do. Noelle, she just posted on Twitter her Broncos Mile High Football Lanyard that she won in our New Year's contest giveaway. We're going to be doing one next month as well. Another contest giveaway for a lucky listener of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Guess what? When we get to 10,000 followers on Twitter, I'm going to be doing a jersey giveaway, giving away a jersey for the player and the team of your choice, whoever decides to win it. But leave a review on iTunes. Tell us why it's a five-star experience for you if it is. If not, tell us how we can improve your listening experience at the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Like I said, we couldn't do the show without you guys. Appreciate you guys. And we'll see you on Monday recapping AFC and NFC Championship Weekend here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And whatever Broncos news comes about, we have you covered.